भगवदगीता चैप्टर थ्री वर्स ट्वेंटी महाबाहो गुणकर्म विभाग गुणागुणेशु वर्तंत्र सज्जते तत्वित द नोअर ऑफ द एब्सोल्यूट ट्रूथ तू बट महाबाहो ओ माइटी आर्म्ड वन गुणकर्म वर्क्स अंडर मेटीरियल इंफ्लुएंस विभागयो डिफरेंसेस गुणाह सेंसेस गुणेशु इन सेंस ग्रैटिफिकेशन वर्तन्ते बीइंग एंगेज्ड इति दस मत्वा थिंकिंग ना नेवर सज्जते बिकम्स अटैच्ड Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai Translation One who is in knowledge of the Absolute Truth O Mighty Armed does not engage himself in the senses and sense gratification knowing well the differences between work in devotion and work for fruitive results Please repeat One who is in knowledge of the Absolute Truth O Mighty Armed does not engage himself in the senses and sense gratification knowing well the differences between work in devotion and work for fruitive results purport the knower of the absolute truth is convinced of his awkward position in material association He knows that he is part and parcel of the supreme personality of Godhead Krishna and that his position should not be in the material creation. He knows his real identity as part and parcel of the supreme who is eternal bliss and knowledge and he realizes that somehow or other he is entrapped in the material conception of life. In his pure state of existence he is meant to dovetail his activities in devotional service to the supreme personality of Godhead Krishna. He therefore engages himself in the activities of Krishna consciousness and becomes naturally unattached to the activities of the material senses which are all circumstantial and temporary. He knows that his material condition of life is under the supreme control of the Lord. Consequently, he is not disturbed by all kinds of material reactions which he considers to be the mercy of the Lord. According to Srimad Bhagavatam, one who knows the absolute truth in three different features namely Brahman, Paramatma and the supreme personality of Godhead is called Tatvavit. for he knows also his own factual position in relationship with the supreme <clears throat> so here this word is used tatvavit so tatva means the truth and vit means one who knows um so tatva means it is explained there is another verse in the shrimad bhagavatam what is tat- tatvavit is a transcendentalist that means he is interested in the spiritual world spiritual truth 
Now here it is again used the same word. Vadanditattattvavidastattvamyajnanamadvayam Brahmeti Paramatmeti Bhagavaniti Shabdhyate Vadanti Tat Tattva Vidaha Tattva Vidaha means the learned souls. Tattva means the absolute truth. So now, learned transcendentalists who know the absolute truth call this non-dual substance Brahman, Paramatma or Bhagavan. So there are three stages of understanding the absolute truth or Tattva. And a Tattva Ved means one who knows the absolute truth in all the three features. One who does not know in all three features, who only knows one or two, he is not a complete Tattva Ved. Um, so the three features of the absolute truth is Brahman first first stage of realization Brahman means the Brahma Jyoti uh, the light uh, emanating the effulgence emanating from the Lord and the entire creation is resting on the Brahma Jyoti the entire spiritual and material worlds are resting on the Brahma Jyoti just like everything in this material world is resting on the sunshine for example, this earth is also resting on the sunshine. Without sunshine, we cannot live. The plants will not be formed and we can't eat the plants. And nothing, the whole vegetation, the whole food chain it does not work without sunshine. So the entire earth is maintained by sunshine. Not just food, even the rain, everything. Uh, and even the temperature. The scientists have also concluded that if the earth was a little colder, it would not have been inhabitable or it was a little hotter, also it wouldn't have been inhabitable by our creatures. Just that perfect balance. Uh, So that is also the will of the Lord. Uh, Of course, their understanding is that if it is a little hotter, then we can't stay. We can't stay with our body, but just like we have descriptions from Bhagavad Gita that Krishna spoke on the sun planet, that means there are living beings on the sun planet also. Yeah, So, they will have a body suitable to live there. <coughs> so, in that case, uh, every time there is a... Oh, don't, don't remove that. <laughs> every time there is a different atmosphere... Like in every planet, there is different atmosphere. There are suitable bodies for the living entities to subsist there. Like we can't stay in the water, but there are living entities which have bodies suitable to live there. So like that. Um, But anyway, the sunshine is maintaining all the planets, different planets of the universe. Similarly, the Brahma Jyoti is maintaining all the universes. And Krishna says in the 14th chapter, Brahmano hi pratishthaham amritasya vyayasya cha shashvatasya cha dharmasya sukhasya ikantikasya cha And I am the basis of the impersonal Brahman which is immortal, imperishable and eternal and is the constitutional position of ultimate happiness. So Krishna is saying here that I am the source of the impersonal Brahma Jyoti. 
impersonal Brahmajyoti. Why it is called impersonal? Because uh, the personality of God is not understood yet when one understands the light. The personality is not understood. One knows that, like people say, oh, the universe, you know, they think the universe is a power by itself. No, it is not a power by itself. Hmm. And even the light, like even in the Vedas, there is this verse, Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya, Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya. <clears throat> so it said, don't stay in the darkness, go to the light. Don't stay in the world of death, go to the world of immortality. Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya. So, what is that light? That is the spiritual world, the Brahma Jyoti. But, when there is light, you know, when there is light, there is a source of the light also. Now, here in this room, there is light. But there are bulbs, which are the sources of this light. And these are also localized sources. Localized sources. Then there is the the cause behind behind this uh, electricity, which is the powerhouse, and maybe a coal mine or a windmill or a solar system. I mean solar um, power system. So in that way, there is a source. There is a remote cause. So Krishna is called Sarva Karana Karanam, cause of all causes. Now we see that. Such and such thing happened because of another cause. Like we, for example, we have a set of parents. Our cause, the cause of our existence, our birth is our parents. Uh, This is the immediate cause. But they are caused by their parents and their parents and their parents. In this way, if you see the cause of all causes, if you see the person who has no more father, he is God. That's why he is cause of all causes. So he is the cause of even the Brahma Jyoti. Um, the light, the spiritual light, which is the Brahma Jyoti, which is a vast expanse of unlimited light, uh, he is the source. So for those who are not very advanced in the Tattva, knowledge of the Tattva, the Absolute Truth, they understand to the point of Brahma Jyoti. Many people are there in that category. God is light. No, God is the source of light, but they do not know. They only understand that aspect. So there are two examples given to give an analogy uh, so that we can understand this uh, three different stages of understanding. First example is that of the sun. The sun can be understood in three phases. Uh, First is sunshine, the sunlight. So, like for the example, there are certain insects. They only know sunshine. They don't know that there is a thing called sun there in the sky. They just know that there is light. Then, like we, we know that we know sunshine. We experience sunshine, and we can also see the sun globe, which is on the in a certain corner in the sky. So. We see both features. But there is a third feature which even we can't comprehend, which is the personality of Sun God or the king or the president of the Sun planet. And his name is revealed in the Bhagavad Gita as Vivaswan. Vivaswan. 
सो ही हैज नेम ही इज कॉल्ड सूर्य भगवान दैट इज अ पोस्ट लाइक द हेड ऑफ द सन प्लैनेट द करंटली द वन हु इज ऑक्यूपाइंग दैट पोस्ट इज विवस्वान सो दैट सन गॉड इज द अल्टीमेट कंट्रोलर ऑफ द एंटायर अफेयर्स ऑफ द सन लाइट एंड द सन ग्लोब so one who understands in these three different aspects understands the sun completely then he also understands the people in the, on the sun you know they have fiery bodies uh, their buildings how they are made of huge palaces everything is there on the sun planet a very very advanced civilization is on the sun planet it is one considered one of the heavenly planets uh, <coughs> uh, even the the gayatri mantra is also uh, meditation on the sun uh, how all the planetary systems are maintained by the sun that is the gayatri mantra so the three phases of sun so another example is given also that a hill a mountain if seen from a distance it looks like a gray outline you know on the horizon can't see anything much you just see a gray outline then when I, when we go closer we find different features of the mountain like maybe an ice peak and maybe stone and then there is maybe a green patch you know different features we find but then when we actually go on to the mountain on the surface of the mountain then we can see the insects the plants the different varieties of trees the animals the birds and everything in its full variety now in all three stages of understanding of the of the mountain it is the same mountain it has not changed but the level of understanding has increased as we get closer so similarly god is understood in these three features so one who does not understand god properly only understands in a very rudimentary fashion or a very basic fashion so he understands god to be the light impersonal not a person that is a preliminary or a very rudimentary understanding of god then the next understanding is a localized aspect that he is situated in everyone's heart and every single atom andantarastha paramanuchayantarastham govindamadipurusham tamaham bhajami the next un- phase of understanding god is not that he just is light and just is impersonal but he is also in everyone's heart looking at all our activities our thoughts our words and is a witness of everything he is a perfect judge like in this court of law the judge will pass a sentence based on the witness the whatever <coughs> the evidence is there but in the case of the lord he is the judge and he is the witness of everything so nobody can escape uh, we can't lie we can maybe lie in the court of law here but we cannot lie um in the court of the god's law because he himself is the witness and he witnesses everything without light he can see without sound he can hear everything he can hear our the innermost thoughts that we have the most subtle thoughts that we have in our heart he knows and he um rewards or punishes us accordingly so that is the paramatma feature the localized aspect 
So even those uh, transcendentalists, the first transcendentalist is who understand light. He has no understanding of service. How can you serve light? You can't serve light. Um, then there is Paramatma, the yogis, who meditate on the Paramatma in the heart. They also do uh, meditate on the Lord in a very passive way. And also it is said that they want to merge with the Lord or they want to attain mystic powers. Hmm. Uh, the Brahmavadis, they want to merge in the light of the Lord. The Paramatmavadis, they want to merge into the body of the Lord. Hmm. Uh, they are also not of complete understanding. No relationship is still established between them and the Lord. Finally, the Bhagavan feature where the God is understood as a person, as an individual person with complete variety of feelings, thoughts and actions and tastes and distastes, likes and dislikes, everything. <coughs> the infinite person, uh, that is God, that is understood and also not only that, his relationship with the Lord is also understood. You see? Uh, when we understand Lord, that means also we should understand ourselves. Like for example, when there is sun in the sky. If you can see the sun, you can see yourself also, you can see others, you can see everything around you. But if there is darkness, we can't see. And if there is a torchlight, we can see partially, but we cannot get the full idea. But if there is a sun in the sky, oh, it's so bright that we can see everything. We don't only understand the sun, but also everything else, the whole world. So this is the proper understanding. So when we understand God in, in, in His fullness, then we understand everything. Because Krishna Surya Sama, Maya Andhakar, Yahan Krishna Tahan Nahi Maya Radhikar. Krishna is compared to the sun and Maya is compared to the darkness. Wherever there is Krishna, the son of Krishna, the darkness of Maya cannot exist. So there is no ignorance when there is Krishna. One knows everything in its true perspective. So this is explained in the 15th chapter, 19th verse. Yoma meva masam murho janati purushottamam sasarvavid bhajati maam sarvabhavena bharata. Sarvavid and today's verse tatvavid is the same thing. <clears throat> and what one knows the absolute truth means not that he just knows and sits down. No. Action. <laughs> A person who knows acts on it. If he is not acting on it he hasn't really come to know it yet. Hmm. Even, even for example even take a material activity. Say um, mathematics or anything, any material thing. If you want to understand something, you have to do it. When you do it, you understand it. You know? <clears throat> For example, maybe uh, say uh, uh, football. If one wants to kick, or he can, he can, a physicist, a physicist may calculate the, the force that has to be applied, the torque that has to be applied so that the ball will, uh, you know, uh, bend, like they say, bend it like Beckham. <laughs> so how to hit that? Uh, one may 
you know where with which part of the foot one must hit and how the ball must spin all these things you can learn theoretically that does not mean or oh, if a, a physicist who understands the the concept of it will be able to do it hmm. he may not be able to do it but the player who is doing it he automatically knows how to do it because he is doing it when we do it then we understand it much better hmm. although he may not know the formula and everything or oh, what what is the torque what is the force no but he understands what is practically usable hmm. so a devotee he knows how everything works you know has seen the translation of this whoever knows me as the supreme personality of godhead without doubting is the knower of everything he therefore engages himself in full devotional service to me o son of bharat when we say he knows everything does that mean he also knows how to uh, do programming how to uh, play sports how to you know um, uh, do a surgery what does it mean when it says he knows of everything it means what is essential like he understands everything that how everything is taking place by the lord like once prabhupad was asked uh, do you know everything and prabhupad said i know everything that god uh, i mean krishna wants me to know all that i need to know krishna has let me know that's the thing because the next line you see sa sarvavid bhajati mam you need as much knowledge as is necessary for you to engage in krishna's service non stop that is what we need and includes everything it includes an overview of the entire creation and our position and krishna's position everything there are three things the um, no there are multifarious things but it can be um, broadly categorized into four the lord his spiritual energy his material energy and we the marginal energy if you understand these we understand everything about the lord when you say everything about the lord does not mean every single detail of the lord it is said that even the lord does not know himself that much infinite he is that means he knows himself the next moment his qualities increase so then his intelligence will know that also then he there is a competition between his qualities and his knowledge of himself that's why he could not understand how radharani loves him so much so therefore he took the form of chaitanya mahaprabhu to experience what radharani experiences <coughs> so it is never possible to understand krishna never just like brahma himself said huh? <coughs> there are many people who in, in this world who may say that i know you but as far as i am concerned i don't know anything i what is it was um it's after the brahma vimohan leela in the 14th chapter of the 10th canto he said that that there are many people in this world who may say that they know you but as far as i am concerned and when we say i am concerned by brahma <laughs> he is the most intelligent person in the universe with four brains and with which he created the whole universe and with that brain he is saying 
I have no idea, what, not a single clue of what you are, who you are. So, if he, if his opinion is that, then what are we? You know. So nobody can actually know the Lord. Not even don't forget it completely. We can't even know the Lord to the very minute extent. We hardly know anything about the Lord. But we should know enough to engage ourselves in His service. Like gopis, they did not know anything. They did not study Bhagavad Gita. Oh, Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. Oh, He is showing His universal form. They didn't care. Uh, they just loved Him. So that is what the ultimate uh, result should be. That one should engage in his service. Buddha bhava samanvita tesham satate yuktanam bhajatam priti purvakam bhajatam priti purvakam Tesham satata yuktanam bhajatam priti purvakam dadami buddhi yogam tam yenamam upayantite. See, he will give us intelligence by which we can come back to him. He does not give us intelligence so that we understand, you know, the whole. No. If we require this, he will give, like Brahma requires it. How to create? That's his job. That's his service. That is his service. Like we have our service. We should know our service, what we are doing. We should know all the details of our service. So, Brahma's service is that he has to create the whole universe and he has to generate population and he has to make sure the uh, yajnas, the yajnic process is established. That is his duty. So, accordingly, he has has given the knowledge. To those who are constantly devoted to serving me with love, I give the understanding by which they can come to me. That is what it means by sa sarva vid bhajati maam Sarva Bhavena Bharata. Here, here also, Buddha Bhava Samanvita. Bhajatam Priti Purvakam. So, this knowledge is only attainable in conjunction with devotional service. So, when we say Tattvavit, the person who knows the three features, it is only knowable by devotional service, all the three features. Without devotional service, one may go to Brahman platform or Paramatma platform, but not Bhagavan platform. And Krishna says, Janma karma chame divyam evam yovetti tattvataha tyaktva deham punar janma naiti mameti sorjuna. Again, the word tattvataha is used. See? In reality. One who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not, upon leaving the body, take his birth again in this material world, but attains my eternal abode, Arjuna. Uh, so one must know Krishna again in reality. Tattva. Yei Krishna tattva vitta shei guru hoy. Kiba vipra kibanyasi shudra kene noy. So, it doesn't matter whether one is Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Sutra, it doesn't matter, or Sanyasi, whatever. If he knows the signs of Krishna, Krishna Tattva, Vetta, huh? 
कृष्ण तत्ववेद तो है सेम एज अगेन तत्ववेद से गुरु है ही कैन बी गुरु सो दिस नॉलेज ऑफ द पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड इज अंडरस्टूड इन डिवोशनल सर्विस दैट इज एक्सप्लेन तच्रद्धाधान मुनयो ज्ञान वैराग्य युक्त पश्यंति आत्मनि चात्मानं भक्त्या श्रुत गृहतया Actually, that thing will make noise in the mic. The seriously inquisitive student or sage, well equipped with knowledge and detachment, realizes that absolute truth by rendering devotional service in terms of what he has heard from the Vedanta Shruti. We can understand the absolute truth in conjunction with devotional service, and that too. in terms of what he has heard from the vedanta shruti not fabricate one's own form of devotional service oh like manav seva is madhav seva this is all fabrication this is not there in the vedas manav seva madhav seva you know oh by serving the poor you are serving god no no that is not the case by serving god you will serve the poor hmm because by once i think prabhupad was asked this question uh, manav seva is madhav seva is that right and so Ma- prabhupad said oh if manav seva is madhav seva then madhav seva is manav seva if a is equal to b b is equal to a but in order to serve madhava if you want to serve manav you have to serve all manav you you only serve 1000 people you are not serving all manav manavta so you are not serving a madhav adequately but if you serve madhav then all manavta not only manavta whole creation is served yatha taror mula nishechane na tripyanti taskanda bhujopashakha when you pour water at the root of the tree the entire tree is nourished so when we serve krishna the whole world is benefited sorry which source which was which was verse 4.31.14 shrimad bhagavatam canto 4 chapter 31 verse 14 <coughs> as pouring water actually the second two lines pranopahara chayatendriyanam tathaiva sarvar hanamachitejya the other example is by putting food in the stomach all the parts of the body are nourished similarly by serving the lord who is the root who is the supplier of all nourishment for everybody eko bahunam yo vidhati kaman it is said shvetashvatar upanishad he one person nityo nityanam chetanas chetananam eko bahunam yo vidhati kaman he one person is providing for everybody else 
just like our one stomach is providing for the whole body. So you just put food in the stomach. You don't need to worry about how to strengthen my hand, how to give uh, uh, food to my, you know, like my heart or my legs. No, you just put in the stomach, it will do the job. Like Prabhupada said, you give, you give money to the income tax. You don't have to worry, I have to pay to the, this, this department of the government, that department, this department. No, you just pay to the income tax department, it will go everywhere, wherever it needs to go. And we will be maintained. So, as pouring water on the root of a tree energizes the trunk, branches, twigs and everything else, and as supplying food to the stomach enlivens the senses and limbs of the body, simply worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead through devotional service automatically satisfies the demigods who are parts of that Supreme Personality. And not only demigods, even everybody. This is also explained in the 8th canto. Same thing. Eight dot five dot forty nine Bhagavatam eighth canto fifth chapter forty ninth verse Yathahi Skanda Skandha Shakhanam Yathahi Skandha Shakhanam Taror Mulava Sechanam Evam Aradhanam Vishno Sarvesham Atmanaschahi When one wa- when one pours water on the root of a tree, the trunks and branches of the tree are automatically pleased. Similarly, when one becomes a devotee of Lord Vishnu, everyone is served, for the Lord is the super soul of everyone. Hmm. This is how to do Manav Seva. Uh. <clears throat> like, the devotee, only the devotee can actually do proper Seva. Uh. Actually, it is technically not called Seva. Because Seva means you serve someone higher. When you serve someone out of compassion, that is called daya compassion seva means for somebody who is exalted who is more than yourself that is seva but when we serve someone out of compassion that is called daya so actually this thing that manav seva is madhav seva this is not correct this is this was brought by this vivekananda or other people but this is not from the vedas uh, how can a devotee then serve the humanity you say okay Madhav Seva is Manav Seva how is that possible so like we in our Krishna consciousness movement in our Krishna consciousness movement <clears throat> we are glorifying the Lord we are spreading his knowledge whatever he spoke in Bhagavad Gita we are trying to distribute to the public his name we are trying to distribute. Uh, his knowledge we are trying to distribute. His prasadam we are trying to distribute. So we serve him like we offer the food to Krishna and then give the food to the poor man and not only poor man, rich man also. Because actually one who is not happy is poor. Not by wealth. Uh, people, they, they start these charities oh we should help the poor. But rich are also suffering. They are not without suffering. So a devotee, he takes compassion upon both so-called rich and poor. Because actually he sees that everybody is poor. They are all not happy. Hmm. Hmm. Some people are so poor that all they have is only money. (laughs) They have no happiness at all. But some people, 
they don't have much money but they are contented happy but honestly speaking nobody is happy in this material world the one who thinks he is happy here he is an illusion and the one who is facing the brunt of material existence the whole miseries he is also an illusion unless one understands that he is in an awkward position he is not called tatvavet he is not understood the tatva or the truth of everything <coughs> that's what the first line of the purport says today you see the knower of the absolute truth is convinced of his awkward position in the material association he is in an awkward position he is he is eternal but he is in a temporary world with a temporary body he is trapped here it's it's an awkward position he is not supposed to be here and he is embarrassed by so many miseries so many anxieties sada samudvigna dhiyam asadgrahat the body is a is an abode of anxiety everybody is in anxiety amayam or kuntha these are words for anxiety we are full of anxiety <clears throat> when one actually knows that he does not belong here then what is the next thing so first he understands that there is lord and he is servant of the lord he does not mistake himself to be the same as the lord like sankracharya's followers they think um soham means i am that you are what <laughs> what are you they think i am that means i i am the i am the uh, parabrahma huh? aham brahmasmi i am that i am brahma yeah you are brahmasmi there is no there is no doubting of that fact everybody is a brahma means brahma means not brahma with the four heads that is brahma this is brahma that's why it is very important the pronunciation little bit difference and it means something totally different you know so brahma aham brahma asmi brahma asmi so i am brahma means i am spiritual in nature that's all it means but the sankracharya went and uh, manipulated the meaning to be uh, i am the supreme but that's why there is two words brahma and parabrahma atma and paramatma hmm so this is everything there is two the distinction always so aham brahmasmi but i am not aham parabrahmasmi no he did not say that so the the one who think that the light is all in all they want to merge into the light they you know ghatakash patakash their uh, ghat means pot akash means sky ghatakash means in the the sky in the pot ghatakash uh, patakash you know the the sky outside the pot is divided only by the pot the enclosure of the pot once the pot is broken this sky mixes with the outer sky and it becomes one this is their philosophy mayavad philosophy so they say i am also the same brahma 
but now this body is the pot which is separating the inner Brahma with the outer Brahma. So once this body is dismantled, it will become one Brahma. This is their understanding. But we are not pots. <laughs> so when there is an analogy made, there has to be uh, similarity between the two things that you are comparing. Hmm. Yeah. Prabhupada says, are we pots? <laughs> so, this is not a proper example. Hmm. Or they say when the water is mixed with the ocean, it becomes one with the ocean. But no, the drop still remains actually a drop. Inside, if you see the chemical composition, each is its, it's uh, individual molecules of water. Although it, it looks like one, like Ramanujacharya has given examples, example of the green bird, the parrot, green bird going into the green tree. The tree is green, parrot is green. When the parrot goes into the tree, it looks like this shot or a small green mixes with the big green and it all becomes one green. But if you actually closely observe, the parrot is, a, is an individual, it's still there as an individual parrot. It did not mix with the tree and become the tree. No. It still is there in the tree on the branch sitting. Uh, and the tree is separate, the parrot is separate. But it looks like camouflage. This is called camouflage. When the army, they wear this camouflage dress so that they seemingly mix with the surroundings. So they are not seen. To give an illusion of oneness. It's an illusion. It's a camouflage. But it's not reality. <laughs> really, the army man is there and the forest is there. He is not forest, but he looks like he has mixed with the forest. This is camouflage. So, because the impersonalists are not very intelligent, they are illusioned by this camouflage. And they think we become one. But a devotee, he is a tattvavit who actually understands the tattva properly. He understands that although yes, nitya nityanam, we are nitya, he is nitya. Means we are eternal, he is eternal. Chetanas chetananam, we are conscious, he is also a conscious being. But eko bahunam yo vidadhati kaman, there is a difference. He is the maintainer of everybody and everybody else is maintained. Ashrita Ashraya Vigraham We are Ashrita and He is Ashraya. He is the shelter of everyone. We are ones who are taking His shelter. Whether His personal shelter like the devotees do or through His agency, Maya. Still we are under His shelter only. Just like the prison is also a shelter by the government. And the housing board, uh, flats and apartments, that is also a shelter given by the government. Which shelter I want to be under, that I can choose, uh, according to my activities. But both are given by government, shelter. Uh, so, <clears throat> in that way, we are Ashrita. He is Ashraya. So, there is difference. So, a devotee identifies this difference. 
and also he acts on the difference that's why we are not advaitavadis advaita is one we are dvaitavadis this is uh, ramanujacharya's uh, vishishta advaita it means qualitative oneness then there is kevala advaita 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 shuddha advaita these are all vaishnava philosophies uh, pure oneness or um, what is that kevala advaita um, simply oneness or they again all actually are dvaita but have different names so ours madhva madhva madhvacharya line chaitanya mahaprabhu's philosophies achintya bheda abheda tatva bheda bheda achintya bheda bheda tatva our philosophy chaitanya mahaprabhu's philosophy is achintya bheda bheda tatva bheda means difference abheda means non difference we are simultaneously different from god and not different from god that means we are qualitatively one with god quantitatively different from god hmm. so achintya and it is inconceivable how one can be same and different at the same time so that is ex- explained in the vishnu purana also ekadesha sthitasya agnir Hmm. Vishnu Puran Kanto 1 Chapter 22 Verse 56 Ekadesha sthitasya agner Jyotsna vistarani Yatha Parasya brahmana shaktis Tathedam akhilam jagat Fire is situated in one place But it distributes heat and light And actually even smoke Similarly the supreme personality of Godhead Is distributing his energies in different ways now the heat is non different from fire because the heat has no separate existence from fire and the light has no separate existence from fire therefore it is non different from fire at the same time it is not fire you cannot say the heat is fire because fire has a form heat has no form heat is different differently felt light is differently perceived light you can see by your eyes heat you can feel by your skin uh, but um, the light illuminates everything and the fire itself has a form and the smoke is another manifestation of fire the smoke behaves differently the heat behaves differently the light behaves differently they are all non different from fire because without fire they would not have existed but at the same time they are not fire so we our existence is because is completely dependent on the lord's existence and the lord's maintenance but at the same time we are not the lord so a devotee who understands this in the full aspect he is called tatvavit so we have only understood one word of the whole verse today tatvavit mahabaho oh mighty armed one so arjuna is addressed as mahabaho guna karma vibhagayo guna guneshu vartanta iti matvana sajjate now once you have understood all these things 
what are you what are god what is god and what is his material nature what is spiritual nature and that we belong to the spiritual nature everything we have understood now comes acting on that knowledge because unless we act on that knowledge we don't realize the knowledge gyana and vigyana should be there only gyana is not sufficient theoretical understanding that i am a servant of krishna but if i don't serve krishna what kind of servant i am so i am not serving krishna so what is that that is not proper understanding if i understood i should act like that i know if i am if i know i am a servant of krishna i should serve krishna then if i am reluctant to serve him that means i have not understood i am servant of krishna yet i have heard it many times yes but i have not understood it i have not realized it Hmm. so but here it is said one who is in knowledge of the absolute truth oh mighty am does not engage himself in the senses and sense gratification this should be the result that he is not interested in sense gratification if i am not the body the senses also belong to the body and why should i gratify my senses of the body if i am not the body so he is not overly concerned about how he looks or how he you know no he is concerned how to serve krishna that's it hmm. that's why you know <laughs> bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur you know we put our tilak he puts tilak without a mirror and he puts very straight he says mirror is maya because once you see in the mirror we are not looking at the tilak we are looking at everything else oh how how everything nice you know that's what we are looking at and we get absorbed in the body that's the point so he never used the mirror he used to put tilak without a mirror at all he never used like even if you see prabhupad he has one small mirror just to see the tilak so the whole idea is not to absorb ourselves in the body hmm. just to just enough to you know serve the lord we have to dress and put the tilak and everything it's all the whole our understanding is that this body is temporary and it's not us we are not this body and if i keep on remembering myself that oh i am this body i am looking in the mirror always i am contaminating myself i am contaminating myself on one side i am hearing that i am not the body on other side i am just thinking how to decorate my body so my action is not on the platform of my knowledge now, this is not tatvavit tatvavit means our action should be on the basis of our knowledge we should act deliberately we should act on that knowledge we should minimize therefore therefore atyahara prayasascha prajalpa niyamagraha janasangascha laulyamcha sharbir bhakti vinashyati six things that dampen or hamper our spiritual progress are atyahara eating more than necessary uh why why these six things okay let's see this six things why these six things actually 
dampen our spiritual progress. Atyahar prayasas chi prajalpo niyamagraha janasangas chi laulyam chi shadbir bhakti vinashyati. One's devotional service is spoiled when he becomes too entangled in the following six activities. You know why? Because this promotes our bodily identification. Sorry. One's devotional service is spoiled when he becomes too entangled in the following six activities. One, eating more than necessary or collecting more funds than required. If one earns more money, than is what is required for his maintenance. Uh, That is unnecessary bondage. And if he eats more than necessary, then he also cannot maintain his equilibrium. Because with eating comes the the line, the straight line of pressure. So there is eating, uh, first the tongue cannot be controlled, because of that the stomach cannot be controlled, because of that the genitals cannot be controlled. So in this way, one is uncontrolled, uh, uncontrollable in his sense gratification. Uh, it is said that the um, there is a verse also. Just because of these two senses, the tongue and the genitals, one is bound by in this material world. So the it is said that the wife um, with no with no um, disrespect to <laughs> families and um, women, but it is said that the wife satisfies the husband uh, by giving him nice food stuff, satisfies his tongue, and satisfies his stomach, and satisfies his genitals. So the full sense gratification is produced by the wife. So in this way, we get Pumsastriya Mithuni Bhavamayatham, that famous verse we all know from Srimad Bhagavatam, we get entangled in this aham mameti, aham mamata, the I and mine consciousness. Because there is first woman and man union, then there is house, then there is children, then there is relatives, then there is, you know, mm, paraphernalia, like a car and everything, all the paraphernalia. And to maintain all that, we need vittai money. So in this way, aham... Um, Janam, uh, janasya mohoyam aham mameti. In this way we get into moha. <coughs> illusion of aham mameti. So therefore is eating more than necessary or collecting more funds than required is a thing that will spoil the devotional service. Some people say, no I want to earn more and I want to give Krishna. After he earns more we can't see him again. You know, when he was earning not so much he will give something. When he earns more uh, he will say, no, I, I, want, I want even more. Or he won't even come to the temple first. Or he continues to give the same amount as he was giving before. Hmm. Hardly it is the case that actually one gives all his wealth to Krishna. Some people say, no, I want to, I want to become a big businessman. I want to give all the money to Krishna. Krishna, if he wants the money, he can get in any way. If one is already stuck in business, yeah, you give. But if one is not stuck anywhere, then might as well one, you know, engage his whole life as a full-time member of the movement. But of course, if one has the 
tendency to do business, one can, yes, he can donate to Krishna. But one, we should not think that I am maintaining the temple with my income. No, no, no. Because you are, you are giving something, you are being maintained. Your spiritual life is being maintained. Otherwise, we will go to hell. <laughs> so, the one who is giving is maintained. His spiritual life is being maintained by giving to Krishna. The temple will somehow or other be maintained by Krishna's will. If not this way, then another way. If not this person, then another person. Or if nobody, then Krishna will maintain in his own way. Yeah. Then second, over-endeavoring for mundane things that are very difficult to obtain. Oh, I want to become a Guinness Book of World Records, you know, holder. Or I want to attain this, you know, I want to become a big, the top businessman in the Singapore or world. All these are things very difficult to obtain, you know. And so much you have to sweat for that. Too much anxieties. You cannot be peaceful in chanting Hare Krishna. Your thoughts are just going haywire everywhere in every direction. So how can you peacefully chant Hare Krishna? You should be peaceful to chant Hare Krishna. Hmm. So over-endeavoring for mundane things. Then three, talking unnecessarily about mundane subject matters. Simply gossiping. Oh, how that soccer match what happened or cricket match what happened or which movie is released or <clears throat> all these things. Gossip or talk about other persons. Oh, he did like that, she did like this, this. And... What, what, who is going to gain what by that? Hmm. We, what we fail to realize is that by talking like that, our lifetime is being robbed. Every second, every second, every second. Our life is slipping in our, from our hands. And what are we doing about that? So we forget our own good when we engage in all these things. We forget that our life is slipping away. Four, practicing the scriptural rules and regulations only for the sake of following them and not for the sake of spiritual advancement. This is a pakka Hindu. Pakka Hindu is like this. Oh, we must do like this. Why? No, our grandfathers all did like that, so we also, also do. All our generation, will do. why they are doing like that? Why are they doing like that? No, 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 we should do. We cannot ask question about God. But Arjuna is asking questions and Krishna is answering. If I don't know how to answer, then I will say that you don't ask questions. Because they don't know. What they, why they are doing, what they are doing, they don't know. Simply do. What? Practicing the scriptural rules and regulations. Oh, in a special Brahmin families, you will see all this. Oh, you must do this puja. So, this vrata, what? Satyanarayan vrata. Yeah? Or you must do upanayanam. The, what is that? Sacred thread ceremony. They mu- you must do. Why you should do? Actually, what that means? That you are admitting yourself in a gurukul. And you are under the guru... Uh, Brahmachari Gurukule, Vasandanta Guru Rahitam, uh, Acharan Dasavan Nicho, Guru Sudra Sudruda Sauhrita. You are supposed to menially serve the Guru and make your whole life just follow his order. Your life and soul should be to follow his order and live only for the sake of the Guru. And the Guru will teach you about Krishna. That is the whole idea of this sacred thread. That means you have admitted into the school, Vedic school. But now they have the thread 
<laughs> no admission and they will, they will do also bhiksham dehi bhiksham dehi you know on the ceremony day they beg like we also on initiation day you know we spread our cloth and then we ask for bhiksha and where we give that bhiksha to the guru to prabhupada to the temple but uh, when i had the ceremony done when i was a 10 year old boy i was saying bhiksham dehi bhiksham dehi and everybody was putting money and one of my relatives put some chess board because i like chess so she put a chess board so that i can play and all that money came up to about 3 or 4000 rupees next day we went to shopping mall and buy some games that was my open end hmm that is a spiritual initiation ah so this is a practicing the scriptural rules and regulations only for the sake of following them and not for the sake of spiritual advancement where is the spiritual advancement in such an activity oh we brahmins we must do all this must 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 be, be without any explanation without any understanding of why you are doing it this is called niyamagraha that is one side niyama agraha agraha graha means to accept agraha means to not accept the <coughs> rules and this is what we have just discussed that is niyama agraha agraha means to accept it so much that until you forget the aim of why we are accepting the rules especially in south india is even more particular oh you must do like this you must sit like that hmm. um we went to we went to bhadrachalam once you know where ram you know ram was there lord ram so we went to bhadrachalam there is one brahmana satram you know where is there is like an ashram for brahmins and they can they are only brahmins are fed in that ashram others are not fed hmm so we wanted to take prasadam early in the morning because it was uh, dwadasi ekadasi you know we have to break the fast paran time so we were about maybe 12 14 or 15 of us around and we have wanted to go to that take darshan and we had to climb up the hill and on the way we wanted to find if there is any this thing so we went to a brahman satra and we asked so <clears throat> when is the prasadam being served they said uh, the, so the man who was uh, i think wearing his lungi <laughs> was lungi he was holding a baby in his hand did not look like he took really uh, bath yet it was already sunrise maybe 6 o'clock something 6:15 maybe we did our mangalarti in the room and then we were going to the temple and uh, he asked first uh, are you all brahmins and said uh, yeah yeah so what is your gotra so everybody one by one we started to say achuta gotra achuta gotra achuta gotra <laughs> because we are rekesh nadi boy prabhu pase ours is achuta gotra so of course i um, i coming from a brahmin family i had uh, what is bharadwaj gotra but because now i am initiated into this also everybody said achuta gotra and he said how can we all same gotra what is this oh you are all converted brahmins ah you are converted brahmins you, we don't feed converted brahmins we only feed brown brahmins and we were all done with our mangalarti and then we were going to the temple for darshan and he hasn't even woken up properly he is i don't know whether he brushed his teeth even 
and he is Brahmin. Simply one thread. This is called Niyamagro, accepting some regulations, but the real thing which is actually matters that they are not accepting. And if it is Prasadam, why can't it be served to everyone? Why? Why there is discrimination? Why only Brahmanas are? So, this is, this is the problem. So, this is too much accepting rules, minor rules, but they forget the major rule. The bigger picture they don't understand. Or, there is name Agraha. Agraha means to not even accept. When we say, follow 16 rounds, chant 16 rounds, follow the four regulatory principles, but if I don't follow them, uh, sometime I eat outside, you know, sometime it's okay. A little bit egg, you know, a cake is okay, you know, I, we can't see the egg, no. Huh? Sometimes chocolate is okay, after all. This kind of thing, oh, Coca-Cola is sometimes, you know. Some, I think even in our ISKCON, now they are selling in terms, some temples, chocolate. They say chocolate is okay. They have changed. So, this is called Niyama Agraha. We are not accepting the regulations properly. And not only these four, I mean even other rules and regulations. These four are, yeah, basic, but also there are other rules and regulations. So, to not follow those rules properly, to not have the respect and just do half past six jobs, as they say in Singapore. Half-baked jobs, half-baked service, like cutting corners and not not doing with full attention and, you know, focus our service just doing like little bit here and there and that means we don't have enough attachment for Krishna so suppose if somebody loves someone suppose a boy loves a girl if he wants to arrange uh, some dinner or something like this how nicely he will take care of every detail why because he loves the girl so but if we don't have that kind of detail detailed thinking for God Krishna that means how much we have affection Oh, just okay, finish, just finish, finish. Just do like, not so, not with proper focus and attention. Attention means then there is, yeah. Mayar pita Invest your mind, intelligence, fully engage in my service. Whatever service we are given, do that service with attention to detail and do nicely. So that's what Krishna wants to see. You see? So, or rejecting the rules and regulations of scriptures and working independently or whimsically. So, this is also not good. We have to follow what is given by the Acharya, what is given by Krishna. Five, associating with worldly minded person, Janasanga. Associating with people who are not devotees. The other day we have studied this, giving association and taking association. So, if we are giving association, preaching means to give association. To influence them to think of Krishna, that is preaching. But if I am influenced by them to think of the material world, that means that's not preaching. So we should gauge. When I have, sometimes we think, oh, I have spoken to the person, yeah, he, he is accepting, you know. We, sometimes, you know, devotees, especially when they are not so experienced, they want to tally the Vedic explanations with modern science, you know, like, um, how to say, like as if the modern science is correct and then 
the Vedic explanation also explains something similar. Oh, see, it is also explaining the same thing. You see, to conform with the modern scientific idea. I'm not able to think of a proper example. Um, so that should not just like Srila Prabhupada, for example, 1969, man landed on the moon. The news came out. And Prabhupada was just laughing. He said, man never landed on the moon. They did not land on the moon. They never went to the moon, Prabhupada said. Because to go to the moon, there is another process. Where by spacecraft, you can't go. The Vedas say, how urdham gachanti sattvastha. To go to the higher planets, and moon is considered one of the higher planets. And to reach it, we must... Go Urdham Gachanti Satvastha. We must be in the mode of goodness. We cannot be in the mode of passion and ignorance and force our way into the moon. It is not possible. Hmm. So, he did not agree with that news. And it is a fact. They never went to the moon. And actually when they, they informed in the in the news, oh, this, this photograph of the moon, it, it looks just like uh, uh, the Arizona desert of USA. And Prabhupada said, oh, that means that, that is where they did the job, in Arizona desert. So, you see, how it is uh, cheating. So, we can understand that if we know what is the, if we have full confidence without doubting. Like today's verse, what is that? No, not today's verse. Fifteen um, nineteen. 1519 whoever knows Krishna without doubting is the knower of everything so that means we should not doubt when some scientific evidence shows something which is contradictory to what Vedic scriptures say we should not doubt the Vedic scriptures immediately <laughs> if I doubt the Vedic scriptures that means Shastra Ninda we are blaspheming the Vedic scriptures it's the fourth offense against the holy name we should have full faith full conviction that whatever is stated in the Vedas is correct now, if the modern science does not tally with this, there is something wrong with them, not us. No. That should be the way of understanding of Shastra. Or if I cannot accept, sometimes that is also the fact, that Vedas say something, when the book says something, but I cannot accept, in my mind I can't accept it, then I should not immediately doubt the Vedas or doubt the translator, oh Prabhupada, how you can translate like this. Like sometimes we have this uh, issue with women. Women always, when they see women are less intelligent, they become, how can he single out women like this? They become immediately defensive. Oh, this is not good. They have, um, they think it is an emotional or, or uh, yeah, it's an emotional statement. Or because he's a man, he's saying like that. They think like this. But no, it is just an objective truth. It is just a plain fact mentioned in the Vedas. Krishna himself says, yeah, women is women are not as intelligent in their in their <coughs> um, I mean compared to the man. But that does not mean they are disqualified to go to God. They can also go. But so when these things are stated or when the caste system is mentioned in the Vedas, 
Oh, the Brahmana Kshatriya Vaishya Sutra. They immediately, oh, this is, this is, oh, what is this? How can caste system be promoted in the Vedas? What is this? Krishna is saying caste system. They don't know how actually caste system works. What they saw, what they knew about caste system, how it was misused, that they know. But they don't know the true thing. So when something is in our head, we can't accept some statement of the Bhagavad Gita or Bhagavatam. The problem is with me. It is not with the book. It is never with the book. I did not understand it properly. Which is why I am having a disturbance in the mind. But if I understand and accept it, we can be very peacefully moving on. Hmm. Like Kunti, Queen Kunti, the mother of the Pandavas. She said, I am just a woman, you know, I am just a less intelligent woman. How can I understand you when even the great uh, sages in the forests meditating for thousands of years cannot understand you? How, I, how can I, a simple woman, can understand you? She is saying, Tatha paramahamsanam muninam amalatmanam bhakti yoga vidhanartham katham pashyemahi striyaha striya. But, by saying that, she is actually the most intelligent woman. She is having a relationship with Krishna so close that she is the aunt of Krishna. That means she is more than all the yogis who are meditating on the forest for thousands of years. Why? Because she just became humble and became a devotee of Krishna. She is more than those big, big meditators in the forest. Even though they are men or they are very intelligent or mantra, tantra, visharad or whatever they are. Queen Kunti is much more than all of them. To have a personal relationship with the Lord, how difficult it is. Yashoda, she was binding up Krishna when yogis cannot bind them in the heart for one moment. And Mother Yashoda just bound him easily with a rope. That means how much more is Yashoda? But, uh, and the topmost devotees are who? Women, gopis. Topmost devotees. But they are not material women, of course. They are spiritual women. But you see, there is no bar. There is no bar. Not that one is more intelligent means one can go to the Lord and one is less intelligent, he cannot go to the Lord. The, the, the facility to go to the Lord is equal for everyone. The materially, yes, our body is made differently. And that's it. Just like a dog has to bark. A pandit, pandita samadarshina, Vidya Vinaya Sampanne Brahmane Gavihastini Sunichaiva Swapakesha Pandita Samadarshina A Pandit He sees everybody equal Whether it's a dog Cat Cow Dog eater Brahmin Elephant All same The humble sages By virtue of true knowledge See with, see with equal vision Learned and gentle Brahmana A cow An elephant A dog And a dog eater that means they are talking about the soul. A pandit sees that every of these bodies is uh, dwelling for the soul. The soul is what is equal. The body is different. Of course the body is different. <coughs> that means a pandit does not mean that oh, an elephant and a dog is the same. So both will bark. No. <laughs> of course both will not bark. The elephant won't bark. And... Uh, uh, the dog does not have a trunk. So, materially, of course it is different. According to the modes of material nature they have acquired. Whether Sattva Gun, Rajogun, Tamogun, to which degree, each mode, 
depending on that they get a body so uh, the equality is in the platform of the soul but bodily we are all different it is differently constructed and we have to accept that difference and also if one is too agitated oh how you can say woman like this that means that person is more uh, on the bodily concept of life if I understand that I am not the body then I understand that a woman will understand that she is not a woman after all actually she is a spirit soul to fight on the principle of the body just out of attachment that is a sign of less intelligence the, the quicker we rise above that and just Vyavasayatmika buddhi samadha Vyavasayatmika buddhi ekeha korunandana so we become focused in the aspect that we are actually only spirit soul and we are only meant to serve the Lord under the guidance of the spiritual master if that is our only aim then we will not be shaken by all these things we will accept okay the body is like that so what to do I am trapped in fact our whole idea is to think that I am less intelligent the moment we are thinking I am as intelligent or more intelligent than others that means he is rascal he is actually a less intelligent fool idiot but the moment he thinks that actually he is less intelligent he is a fool and that is the point where he actually becomes more intelligent spiritual life is completely different from what is material life in a school we are always taught become the topper become the you know best you are the best always to pep up our ego but that is the very thing that will ruin our spiritual life spiritual progress and not only even even in the material world also it is a very bad element of character pride even if one is so rich and you know qualified with so many certificates and degrees if his attitude is very bad if he is very proud of himself and you know very self-centered nobody likes him but if he is humble and you know if he is helpful to others friendly that then people you know can relate to that person hmm. but if somebody is very proud and stuck up nobody likes that person even in the material world what to speak of the Lord how can the Lord like somebody who is so puffed up so we should never be puffed up hmm. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself is saying Guru Mori Murkha Dekhe he is saying I am a fool Murkha my, my Guru saw that I was a great fool that's why he said you don't read the Vedas you are a fool you don't understand anything you just chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra all the result of reading Vedas will be there for you he is actually showing that in the Kaliyuga everybody is a fool nobody can understand Vedas so don't attempt to read the Vedas hmm. because Vedas is very hard to understand for common man that's why Vyasadeva wrote the Mahabharat and then the Bhagavad Puran the Bhagavad Gita is there in Mahabharat uh, these we have to study this is the essence of the whole Vedas anyway if the Vedas are compared to a cow the Bhagavad Gita is considered the milk of the cow and Gopal Krishna is also called Gopal the tender of the cows so he is milking this cow of the Vedas the, all the Upanishads Sarvopanishado Gavo Dogdha Gopalananda, the cowherd boy Gopal is milking the whole cow of the Vedas and Upanishads and giving us the nectar which is the milk of the Bhagavad Gita. Dugdham Gitamratam Mahat. That's why in the next verse Sankracharya said, Ekam Shastram Devaki Putra Gitam, Eko Devo Devaki Putra Eva, Eko Mantrastasya Namaniyane, Karmapyekam Tasya Devasya Seva. One book is enough Bhagavad Gita. 
one god is enough actually there is only one god that is devaki putra then eko mantras tasya namani one mantra is sufficient that is tasya namani his name and one kind of work is enough tasya devasya seva his seva service to krishna so this should be our motto in life so as transcendentalist he will not engage in the activities of senses but he engages in the service of the lord that is a real tatvavit so we will stop here any questions or comments on this topic yeah this is called gita mahatmya i think we did a lecture on gita mahatmya so the last verse of that gita mahatmya is this one seven verses so any questions or comments Yes. Mm-hmm. What is the question? Uh, question is that some people say that this uh, takes care of devotees, hmm. and if this hand is to be cut, it will be just a scratch. So this. one was he saying that he doesn't interfere he left the mama like a like to that yeah so usually he is impartial to the to everyone let us explain samoham sarvabhuteshu name dveshyostina priya ye bhajanti tu mam bhaktya mai te teshu chapyaham I envy no one nor am I partial to anyone I am equal to all but whoever renders service unto me in devotion is a friend is in me and I am also a friend to him uh, so he takes personal care of the devotees uh, for the general mass of people he is just impartially he is through his uh, maya he is providing as upadrashta anumanta he is just providing as a he is just passively looking on but for the devotee he will actually guide tene brahma hridaya adikavaye for brahma he guided from the heart uh, he instructed him from the heart uh, but for us he is passively just looking on so sometimes when out of his mercy he manifests himself as a spiritual master therefore the spiritual master is considered the external manifestation of the chaitya guru or the paramatma in the heart once again so this verse we have shown many times naivopayantya pachitim kavayastha vesha brahma yushapi kritam riddha muta smarantam smarantah yontar bahistanu bhritam ashubham vidhunvan acharya chaitya vapusha svagatim yanakti oh my lord transcendental poets and experts in spiritual science could not fully express their indebtedness to you even if they were endowed with the prolonged lifetime of brahma for you appear in two features externally as the acharya and internally as a super soul to deliver the embodied living being embodied living being by directing him how to come to you so 
externally as acharya internally as a paramatma so what is the second question Narad Muni did not even do six months in his previous life as son of a Sudrani. He just ate the remnants of the the pure devotees, Bhaktivedantas, and he became like them. And he saw the Lord then once, and then the Lord disappeared. So, of course, Rumara's austerities as a, as a young boy unparalleled. You know, the seriousness with which that's why Krishna Prabhupada said to become Krishna conscious one minute. <laughs> Six months is also not one minute, Prabhupada said. We can become Krishna conscious. It, it just depends on how our sincerity is. Or, as 8.16 Adilila, we always chant in the morning. This one. Bahujanma kare jodi shravana kirtan tabutana paya krishna pade premadhan. If one is infested with the ten offences in the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, despite his endeavour to chant the holy name for many births, he will not get the love of Godhead. That is the ultimate goal of this chanting. So, if one is committing offences, then many, many thousands of lifetimes we cannot uh, get the love of Godhead. But if we are doing sincerely, one minute is enough, one second is enough to become completely Krishna conscious. Uh, it only depends on how sincere and how seriously we take up. Tivrena Bhakti Yogena. The tivra, how tivra, how how um, intensely we are doing it, uh, that much will make progress. Like the um, Katwanga, you know the Katwanga story. Uh, he a- attained complete perfection in one second, but you know. Uh, an offender he will not even in million years any other questions or comments varna In Kali Yuga, everybody is Shudra. First of all, Brahmin, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, when we say, so the question for those who haven't heard in the online, is that uh, the Varna system, the Varnashram system, 
Brahmana Kshatriya Vaishya Sudra, how to understand it in the modern context? Like, are they following the, their specific duties? So, it is said, Kalau Sudra Sambhava. In Kali Yuga, everybody is actually a Sudra. When we say of this Brahman Kshatriya Vaishya Sudra, it is not by birth, but by qualities. So, even if he is born in a Vaishya family, if he has a tendency to become Brahmana, he is considered a Brahmana, not a Vaishya. So, if you see the activity, Paricharyatmakam Karma, Paricharyatmakam Karma Sudrasyapis Sabhavajam, 18th chapter, 44th verse, Bhagavad Gita. So, the work of a Sudra is that he will serve others. So, now in modern context, the university education is making us a servant of others. Because after the university education, we have to apply for a job, we have to serve some boss. So, this is called Paricharyatmakam. So, that is actually a quality of Sudra. So, in today's world, the whole education is just training how to become Sudras and maybe a few Vaishyas. The two Vaishyas means cow protection, agriculture and trade, but they only do trade little bit, not even the agriculture and cow protection so much. So, mostly 99% of people are becoming Sudras. So, there is hardly any Brahmanas. If there are any Brahmanas, we are creating that. In our movement only, we are creating Brahmanas. And Brahmana means Brahma Janatiti Brahmana. Brahma. Again, the Tattva. Brahma iti Paramatma iti Bhagavan iti. Brahma Janatiti Brahmana. So, Brahmana also there are grades. The Vaishnava is one who understands the Bhagavan feature of the Lord. So, he is the perfect Brahmana. He is already a Brahmana. So, so that's why there is a lack of Brahmanas, the head of the society. If there is a head is cut from our body, we will be dead. So, today's society is spiritually dead because there are no Brahmanas, qualified Brahmanas we are talking about. Not the guys who put their thread and do some nonsense. No. Qualified Brahmanas, there are no qualified. That's why there is so much chaos in the society because they are not properly guided. So, therefore, our movement is to create that Brahmana community who can be the leaders of society, who can lead the others in proper way of life. And Kshatriyas, where are the Kshatriyas now? Shauryam, Tejo, Dhritir, Daksham, those who are so valiant and they can stand on the battlefield face to face. Now they are guerrilla warfare, you know, hide and shoot, hide and shoot. This is not Kshatriya. Kshatriya means face to face battle and let's see who is, who, who wins and who dies. That is Kshatriya. But where Kshatriya? And they have to also rule the citizens according to the religious scriptures. All this is gone. Kaliuga, everything is gone. Somebody asked, I mean, I don't know, this is not very relevant, but does Hatha Yoga and gymming are same? <laughs> I mean, what kind of question is that? <laughs> no, it is not very relevant to the class, but uh, yeah, Hatha Yoga is a process of to control the senses in a mechanical way. But nowadays, Hatha Yoga is just done in some yoga studios, and which is not, which is not the proper setting. One should go to the forest. And also men only can go there. Now we see yoga studios all women only. So what kind of yoga? I don't understand this. This is Deha Yoga. Attachment to the body. <coughs> For Grihastha devotee, can he do Hatha Yoga? Why? I don't know what question is this, but... No, I mean, little exercise like Prabhupada was walking, you know. Exercise is important. 
so if we engage ourselves going out doing book distribution and you know engaging all kinds of services cleaning the temple this and that so we are always engaged so that that is enough exercise for us you know <coughs> how can we decrease one more question how can we decrease our pride bhakta uh, jombor from hungary is asking so how to decrease our pride that's why it is said adav guruvashrayam first we have to become take shelter of a guru and the guru order when we take guru means just follow no question of argument no question of disagreement just follow obedience obedience is the virtue which will create the humility hmm. so humility has to be cultivated in the association of devotees on on our own we cannot become humble because we think we know how to become a devotee you know when we read prabhupad books you know when prabhupad says a pure devotee is not interested in material happiness yeah i'm not interested in actually material happiness you know i think i am that pure devotee we merely put ourselves <laughs> as that example that is being said there you know Uh, so uh, where is the humility there and then when we come into the association of devotees the devotee says you cannot do this you cannot do that you can how can you know, what is this you know then we what, then where is our humility so therefore we must understand what we should do and should not do in the association of devotees when the devotee says oh you cannot do like this you cannot do like that uh, so many rules are there so when then we we'll, if we are if we are feeling oh how can you say like that to me how can you that means where is our humility that's why we cannot really become humble without guru without the association of devotees we can't we have to have association of devotees and we have to follow their orders hmm. that's why those devotees who although practice uh, chanting hari krishna and reading if they are aloof from the company of devotees and even if they chant for 10 years 15 years but we can see the character you know they become as if they are like very senior now you know these kind of uh, mentality is not um this is not good that means no no humility that does not mean that the senior devotees cannot chastise the junior uh, there has to be some correction and when a senior devotee chastises and then oh how you can become angry you see he is proud and what am i then i am not proud <laughs> if i am being corrected and i can't take it i am not proud <laughs> so the senior devotees they sometimes chastise uh, out of their mercy see if if you a father a man if his son does something wrong he will scold him but if an outsider child does something wrong he will not scold him the same wrong but if some other child does it he will know that there is wrong but he will not go and scold the child he expects their parents his parents to do it but if his own child does that he will scold him uh, so that does not mean that he likes that child and he hates his own son oh the son the son will think like that because he is stupid he is not intelligent enough so he thinks oh you did not scold that uh, that child you know he also did the same thing that boy uh, but you are scolding me that means you hate me but you you know uh, you know you like him no 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 because he has more affection for the son therefore he cares enough to scold him so that 
he doesn't make the repeat the mistake again so that his future can be bright so if a senior devotee is chastising and correcting us that means we are in a good position we are being cared for if nobody is chastising us nobody is correcting us that means the devotees have given up on me means he, they think that i am incorrigible i am incorrigible that's why they are not correcting me if they are correcting me ah okay they care for me that's how we should take it this is how we become humble and be grateful for that correction for that whatever you know is being done so that we advance after all if we take that who will advance who will advance we will advance if we take those instructions so that is the whole point whether i can advance in this just saying oh he is calling me that well i cannot take it i will go away i'll run away i'll walk away that means uh, there's no humility guru means whatever he says must follow vasandanto gurohitam acharan dasavan nicha nicha means like a menial servant if you ask what's the toilet what's the toilet ask what's the pots what's the pots that's why um, bhaktisiddhant saraswati thakur if somebody sits in the class he say no you go and wash the pots first why because unless you are humble enough to wash the pots you cannot understand anything that is being said in the class if you just keep on hearing and hearing and we don't engage in the menial service then what we understood we cannot understand like that in conjunction with devotional service bhakta shruti grihitaya hmm. all right we'll stop here getting too late grantra shrimad bhagavad gita ki chila prabhupada ki